Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win our first episode of 2022, and joining me is the Patriot Garrick Wright. Yes, 2022. 2022. Do you realize we started doing this in November of 2017? Was it? Huh. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess... Um, I thought it was the 2016. Re- the only reason I remember is because our first episode, I was over at your house. Yeah. And I remember saying, Garrick, it's been one year since Trump's been elected. He was elected in November of 2016. Yep. So, gotcha. Okay. So 2017, we've been doing this now. Yeah. Was that the one that I said Terry McAuliffe is a real nut job? Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing's changed since then. Yeah, no, nothing has. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, well, congratulations to you for sticking around as long, and, uh, at least we have longevity. <laughs> that we do. We haven't, we haven't died from COVID. Um, and... We uh, haven't been censored yet, although I don't post on YouTube or anything, but... Yeah. Uh, we would be censored if, you know, the algorithms found us. And who knows, maybe Denmark will censor us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Garrick, we're going to talk about the never-ending saga of COVID, uh, including a very uh, sensational interview with Dr. Uh, Robert Malone. Great man. Before we get to that, uh, we have to actually start this episode talking about death. All right. (laughs) The great John Madden passed away. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure all of you listening know that he was a famous football coach and broadcaster. But, Garrick, there's people who, who have said that John Madden is the most important figure in pro football and arguably the most important person ever in professional sports. A lot of high praise for John Madden. What do you think about that? Well, it sounds like one of those, it sounds like what happens when people die and they try to act (laughs) like they were bigger than they were. (laughs) I don't think I heard anybody talk about him for 10 years. (laughs) Um. (laughs) They're talking about him now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a he was a great coach, and uh, yeah. I thought he was a very uh, I thought he was very enjoyable to listen to uh, <laughs> while watch while he was a broadcaster. Boom, boom! You're on your back. <laughs> Here, here's the turkey wing. Here's the... <laughs> uh, well, the the what people have said is that Madden. Number he changed the way that people watch football because he was a color commentator and he made the game, uh, like, well, not only more exciting to watch, but you know people would then get into, you know, studying football and you know he was sort of like this big influential figure that made football popular, hmm. which I guess is sort of true, maybe. Maybe I I don't think I grew up without him, so right. uh, you know. Yeah, I, that that definitely could be the case. Um, yeah, you know, I will say this: Pat Summerall, who he, he was with, he Pat Sum, you know, John Madden looks so terrible that he actually, I thought he was older than Pat Summerall. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Madden never missed a meal, that's for sure. No, yeah, like he just had a big head. Yes, and a big nose and a big face and big hands. Like I, I remember what they showed the two of them in the booth and. You know, Pat Summerall would, you know, he'd have his hand at the bottom of 
the mic and I don't know, it was just kind of like, you know, it looked, the thing looked like he was holding a golf club and then with the, <laughs> with John Madden, it's like his whole palm just covered the entire microphone. <laughs> It's like yeah. Yeah, a catcher's mitt for a hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he's a big guy who was successful, so I'm all for that. Yeah, and he lived to be 85, and, I, you know, I, I, good for him. Um, but I don't know if you, you, I heard this just because he died recently. He, of course, had the famous football game, the video game Madden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, he almost certainly made more money from that than anything he ever did. And yeah, that's video true. The game was like unbelievably popular. Yeah, I I hardly played any video games, but that was definitely one of them that I played. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember Sega Genesis Madden '95. Like, that yeah. was a big effing deal. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, <laughs> but I heard as much as he got paid, like I don't know, like two hundred million over the course of his licensing agreement. But apparently, back before EA Sports went public. He had a chance to buy into the company and passed on it, hmm. which uh, he was probably like, son of a gun. That was <laughs> he would have had more than two hundred million that he got, but yeah, but uh, well, yeah, you know, there's only so much you can spend on food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he didn't fly an airplane, so he only stuck to the U.S. So I don't think he ever went abroad anywhere. Which yeah, I think two hundred millions. I could I could love with that. Yeah, you, you could get by on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the great John Madden, he can rest in peace. Is another football coach who passed away recently, Dan Reeves. Yeah. Dan Lipitor. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Reeves, this shocked me. He's the ninth winningest coach in NFL history. He coached three teams. He took two of them to the Super Bowl. He took the Broncos and the Falcons. Uh, he is tied with Marv Levy for being 0-4 in the yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> but he and Marty Schottenheimer are not in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I think they're, huh. they're both deserving of it. Yeah. I, I would say he, he's even more so than uh, Schottenheimer because he actually made it to the right. Super Bowl. And- um, Sean yeah. Hyder just kind of hit the playoffs and sucked. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that is a little bit surprising. I, I will say a game I always remember is uh, I was a big Vikings fan yeah. in 98, and uh, the, they played them in the uh, the NFC uh, Conference Championship, and right. Gary Anderson made every field goal all year. And then... That's right. Missed the uh, last field goal. <laughs> well, hey, you know you can't rely on your kickers. You got to win the game with your regular players. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> saw the uh, the Dan Reeves doing the Dirty Bird dance. Oh, yeah, it yeah. wasn't good. <laughs> like you got a bunch of young black guys who were like, you know, they're into their dancing and stuff, and Dan Reeves is like this robot, like trying to move his arms or something. That's an old white guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he felt awkward doing that. <clears throat> I remember the Dirty Bird back when you could actually, you know, have have some uh, celebration. And yeah, different game. I'm trying to think if I was probably was cheering for Atlanta in that Super Bowl. I, pro- I can't remember because uh, the year before Denver had beaten Green Bay. Yeah. And then it was Denver, Atlanta. Yep. 
and uh, I don't remember, but I, I remember my brother. He hated John Elway. He would call him John Smellway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Wait, what did John Elway ever do to your brother, Gary? <laughs> uh, my brother had very strong opinions about things that didn't matter. So. <laughs> And, you know, I was young, so I would just follow what he did. And uh, so I know that we we were rooting for Atlanta, and even yeah. though I didn't care. <laughs> that didn't work out well, but <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Uh, but, yeah, that same year, he he wasn't, he wasn't had to leave uh, a week of the season because he had a... I don't know if he actually had a heart attack or whether he had an issue, but he had to go to the hospital, have heart surgery. And then he became the spokesman for Lipitor. Yeah. And I just find it funny that, you know, we're going to talk about the evils of pharmaceutical companies and, you know, he, his claim to fame was Lipitor. <laughs> like, yeah, which I, I might still be the most uh, used drug in, uh, in the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just listened to a podcast uh, and, and they talked about that. And uh, yeah. Lipit- this was as of 2009. It was... Uh, yeah, Lipitor was the number one selling drug. Was that approved by Tony Fauci? It must have been. <laughs> we, we know nothing gets by Tony Fauci. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably still thinks he can get HIV from being in the kitchen. But <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan wanted to exterminate the gays. <laughs> yeah, so Dan Reeves, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And... Now we have another person who died who I don't really want to spend much time on because he was just a horrible person. It was Harry Reid. Yeah. I was so happy when that happened. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Harry Reid was a senator from Nevada. and Senate majority leader. He was just a very nasty man. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't paying close attention to the news, so but it doesn't seem like a whole lot of fanfare went on. No. Well, I don't think anyone liked him. Yeah, not not even people, who, you know, that he helped. Like I remember Nancy Pelosi. She yeah. he put his arm around her during a uh, <clears throat> uh, a press conference, and she like did a, a little <laughs> twist and move away. And uh, yeah, I don't think anybody liked him. No, no, he uh, he's gone. You know, the sad thing though, I don't know how he pulled this off, but right now the Las Vegas airport is called McCarran International Airport. Apparently, it's going to be changed to Harry Reid International Airport. Yeah. It's like I should just drive into Vegas from now on. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean, he is probably the most famous person that... Well, I'd have more respect if it was named, you know, Jenna Jamison uh, Airport or, you know, Adult Videos Airport or something. Yeah. But, you know, you you gotta... You don't want (laughs) to... You want to broadcast things too much. <laughs> you want a bit of an unspoken rule. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it, putting Harry Reid's name on it, that that shows you that there's evil there without... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, without explicitly saying it. Uh, valid point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, the last person we'll talk about who died was Betty White. Yeah. Uh, I never watched The Golden Girls. Did you ever watch that show? I did. I did watch it. It was a, it was a funny show. It was a good show. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Thank you for being a friend. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, <laughs> that's the theme song. I take it. Betty White. Yeah, Betty White would. Uh, she was from <clears throat> uh, Saint Olaf, Minnesota, and she was not a bright person on the show. She she was funny. Yeah. The only thing I remember, she was very salty kind of in real life. She'd like give people the finger and she would be willing to put herself in a kind of funny situations like that. And she didn't seem stuck up like a normal Hollywood people. Yeah. It, it seemed like she was uh, probably out of the public eye for, I don't know, 15 years or so. And then yeah. in the last few years, she kind of made a comeback. She was on SNL and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, she she kind of made the rounds in uh, her later years. Give yeah. her credit. Yeah, 99. Yeah. Hey, you can't ask for more. Maybe she took Lipitor. More than likely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, well, Betty White, rest in peace. Garrick, we're not going to be resting in peace for our next subject. We are talking about the never-ending saga of COVID-19, Delta, Omicron, all sorts of good stuff here. There's this uh, interview that just came out a couple of days ago, Dr. Robert Malone. He's the guy who more or less created the technology for the current vaccines. Yeah, he patented the mRNA technology. But, the big but, is that <clears throat> he considered it a failure. He more or less said that he doesn't think that they work, which it looks like they obviously don't. And uh, he's concerned about long-term damage, including birth defects from taking this thing. So as you might imagine, he's been censored. Uh, they've tried to go after his medical license. Uh, he is enemy hit list number one for big media and big tech and the government. And he was on Joe Rogan and said a number of really interesting things. Um, I guess the first question is, how could a guy, literally the guy who created the technology... How could the media not treat him seriously? Uh, well, I, I, because... <laughs> I mean, he created it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> yeah, so back in the summer when I had my <laughs> infamous doctor's appointment and... Uh, <laughs> You know, he gave me a bunch of crap for not getting vaccinated, and yeah, you know, I, I brought up M Carl Malone. Carl Malone, <laughs> <laughs> the mailman, the mailman. Yeah, uh, I pretty much acted like uh, I was talking about Carl Malone, uh, <laughs> Robert Malone, and uh, I was like, yeah, this is a guy that uh, he's not—he's not, he's not anti-vax. He's actually been vaccinated himself with us, right? Um, and he. But, yeah, he, he did talk about how you shouldn't be vaccinating people who are low risk. Right. Um, you know, it's really not, not how this works. He's a virologist. And so, you know, it seems like he should have uh, his opinion should be considered. My right. doctor said it doesn't mean that he knows what he's talking about. You know, he patented the uh, <laughs> stuff. And it's like, okay, well... I, I don't know, like if I said that I wanted to mass produce uh, widgets and I wanted to get Henry Ford's 
<laughs> opinion on how to do it. And he said, eh, it probably wouldn't work for this. I'd probably say, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so it, th- this has been uh, going on. And, you know, he, a lot of people have worked on this, and not like it's one person, but... Um, he one of the things he said during the interview with Rogan is that he's the only one that doesn't have uh, financial interest right. in all of right. this. Uh, you know, other people are on boards of uh, drug companies or the NIH mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. FDA, whatever. And um, he he's separated from that. He he actually believes in medicine as an ethical right. uh, industry and profession and uh, believes in the Hippocratic Oath of first do no harm. And right. So, uh, yeah, now that the damage is more or less done for most of the population, he's right. focused on saving kids right. from all of this. And so that's where his his focuses right yeah it, it would sort of be like if uh you know people said well you know garrick and adam they don't have any credibility on overeating like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what <laughs> believe me i can tell you a lot about it <laughs> well one of the things that uh, malone said in the interview that's sort of catching fire uh, on social media is he referred to what's happening as mass formation psychosis yeah. Which is kind of a big term for brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a... <laughs> but, you know. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds cool, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you have mass formation psychosis. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like uh, if you wanted to try to convince somebody that they're <laughs> victims of it, probably better to use that term than <laughs> brainwashing. <laughs> You have mass formation psychosis. Well, he makes the historical analogy of, of saying, you know, if you look at 1920s and 30s Germany, they were a very educated population. Germany was the center of, of industry and culture. They weren't the backwater of the world by any means. Mm-hmm. And yet they had this you know, economic calamity, inflation, uh, labor strike, shortages of food. And he says that German society became disconnected filled with anxiety, filled with fear. Hitler comes along and says, hey, by the way, all these problems are because of Jewish people, and if we just get rid of the Jewish people, I can bring it all back to normal. Yeah. And he more or less says, well, just you know, replace Jewish with unvaccinated. Um, it, but a lot of the same things are in place. You have a society in the US where people don't interact with each other as much anymore tons of fear and anxiety uh, with politics and the culture. And now we have COVID-19 and people are scared. They're looking for a solution. So, you know, you've got people like Biden and Fauci said, all you have to do is take this pharmaceutical, you'll be fine. And oh, by the way, it's the unvaccinated people that are causing all the problems. People who don't wear masks, they're, they're the evil ones. Yeah. Um, and so he said a third of the population is just hypnotized by CNN and this is kind of what he referred to as mass formation psychosis. Yeah, and uh, from my understanding, you have people in your family that suffer from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, I, that that's what happens. I I don't know 
how it happened. Like, I, I don't know how anybody believes CNN or what. It, <laughs> yeah. it seems so ridiculous, but it is what it is. Yeah. And he says, I think Rogan had asked him, okay, well, how do we actually get out of this? And he had said, well, you know, of course, build up the community and talk to each other, which, you know, that's nice. I don't think it's going to happen. But he yeah. did say one thing that maybe could be true is you have to start convincing people that the biggest fear is, is the biggest worry is not the virus. It's authoritarian government. That's, that's much larger of a threat to you than COVID. Yeah. You have to get their fear of that sort of disconnect and say, oh, there's actually something worse that I have to worry about. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's funny. I, I think it was last week, the uh, CNN's main medical analyst, uh, the, I think she was the former Planned Parenthood CEO yeah. or whatever, she... She said that uh, <clears throat> you should wear a mask, you should... Okay, so she, <clears throat> she's talking about measures to take, like, I think if you're going to Christmas or something. And yeah. she, she just puts this out there without any... I don't know. Just... just I don't just, know. Uh, <laughs> I, freestyling, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, she just which puts is, it out there, yeah. which is kind of what I'm doing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she just says, put a mask on, but make sure it's uh, like an N95, a surgeon right. or a medical mask, not the cloth masks. Those are just for uh, decoration. Right, 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 right. And I thought to myself, we, you know, you and I know this, right. Obviously, again, you know people. I know people who don't, who don't know that. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, what what must a person who watches CNN think when they see that? That right. does it even occur to them that she just randomly blurted out what you've been doing for the last year and a half has been totally useless? Right. Right. I, I, it's amazing to me. Yeah, it's. Well, that's where the brainwashing comes in. I'm sure they'll try to make an excuse and say, well, you know, she was just referring to certain situations or certain people or, uh, I don't know, they'll, they'll make an excuse somehow or try to justify it in their minds. But you would think it would hit them like a ton of bricks. You, you would think that, yeah. yeah. It's, um, but, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll still have people, uh, we'll still see people right. get up at a restaurant, go to the bathroom, put on their cloth masks. And, and I think they, they <clears throat> some of those people really believe it protects them. Like, they really, really believe it. Hey, um, somebody I'm related to uh, was doing it, has always done it, uh, because he's immunocompromised. Uh, so even when... Uh, the guidelines or the mandates to do that in a restaurant were lifted, he would, we'd be sitting at having lunch, but if he got up to go to the bathroom, he'd still put on a cloth mask and go to the bathroom. That's like, that's yeah, a smart guy too. But right. yeah, I, I don't know what he thinks is it's protecting him from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, well, we have, we have a sick society, and uh, I don't know how we get better, but... Yeah, it's, I, I don't really want to talk to my neighbors, you know. I don't want to talk to people and try to convince them. I'm sick of convincing, trying to convince people. I've never convinced anybody of anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't happen now. Um, well, the other thing that uh, Dr. Malone mentioned that uh, I guess got Joe Rogan all sweaty is that he looks like he was sweating a lot on the oh maybe (laughs) the ufc guy is very intense yeah he is at this uh malone basically said that pfizer is basically a criminal enterprise yeah (laughs) (laughs) they have no morals they have no ethics they in the past they've been found guilty of bribing doctors yeah i guess Yeah, historically, they are the most uh, criminal pharmaceutical <laughs> company. <laughs> and and he, he, he makes the, you know, also the point of how Wall Street and all the hedge funds and the big investment companies are in, in some ways own Pfizer and, and say, yes, this is about making profits, making the shareholders money. And it's just amazing that people don't recognize that the pharmaceutical companies are not your friends. Yeah. That's just... Now, I suppose a libertarian John Stossel type of <laughs> argument for that would be, yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's the point of companies is to make profit. I agree with that. However, uh, when these companies are also in bed with the government right. and, and media, any, any form of media, uh, and so nobody, uh, there are no fact real fact checkers and no nobody regulating on a in a common sense way right it, it becomes a, a dangerous thing um i think dr malone was talking about how uh i, I think there was a, a somebody at reuters is also on the board of pfizer and they told <laughs> Right. Or maybe uh, on Twitter, and so they told Twitter to not publish anything that's critical of Pfizer. Is it, right. it, I don't know. It's all incestual. It's hard to keep all this straight. But <laughs> you know, so you have you have media, you have big tech, you have pharmaceutical companies, you have NIH, and which has patents on this stuff as well. You know, so they have deals with uh, the drug companies as well, the FDA. You have all these people that are in bed together. Well, that's the problem. Right. Yeah, they're in bed together and they're doing things that are illegal uh, or they're doing things that are harming their, their customers. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies, they want you to be sick. They yeah. Don't you, they don't want you to be well. There's no money in that. Well, yeah, that's Lipitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you could say, hey, Dan Reeves, how about you stop eating the carbs and get on the treadmill, you know, like. Or lift the weight. You know, not that he was the most egregious example, but you know, I mean, like, yeah, you know, take advantage. You know, take your own health into your own hands. But right, um, so. yeah, no, but they they certainly want to keep. Uh, you know, like they lo- I mean, my goodness, they're big lobbyists. Oh. And uh, yeah, when uh, in two thousand three, when Bush passed that uh, Medicare Part D. Uh, stuff for prescription drugs. I mean, 
I have to imagine that the uh, drug companies were doing cartwheels. No. <laughs> I'm sure they wrote the legislation. <laughs> no. I'm sure the Bush family was well rewarded financially. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if the Republicans actually had a brain, which they don't, yeah. they would come out hard against pharmaceutical companies and um, yeah. say, listen, pharmaceutical companies should not be able to directly advertise on television for you know consumers mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know we have to crack down on bribery and the kickbacks of the investors on Wall Street but you know they're not going to do that yeah let, let's get a little uh, populist here let's get right. uh, Huey Longish yeah um, that's what yeah. uh, Pedro Gonzalez uh, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's even too conservative for me <laughs> yeah but you know the, the concert you know Conservatives are making a good point that we're not even really conservative anymore. We are the radicals because there's nothing left to conserve. Right. And so, and we're not really small government anymore because we kind of want to use government and wield the power of government to get us back to a point of sanity. Right. And so, yeah, yeah I guess that's kind of where I've evolved to. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to punish my political enemies <laughs> with extreme prejudice. <laughs> well, at least you're open about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to win too many campaigns. But. Oh, my. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't checked it out, uh, you can listen to that interview uh, maybe on Rumble and some other websites. You're not going to find it on YouTube anymore. Um, because it's been censored. So. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, the last thing on this is that it was trending so much on Twitter and on Google that I don't even know how this all works. The algorithm broke. Like they couldn't censor it anymore because it was just getting so many hits. Huh. So they tried to go in and manipulate it some other way. But Oh, interesting. So it's like even though they want to censor it, they haven't been successful in doing it. So <clears throat> at least that's something. Good. And good for Joe Rogan. It's nice to have... You know, he's not a conservative either. He's a libertarian. No. Yeah. Voted for Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, at that point, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing pot right now. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, hey, he's, he's uh, helping for freedom of the individuals. So that's right. Well, Garrick, one more political thing, and then maybe we'll wrap up. I'm sure there's a Gay for Pay documentary we need to get to. Oh, dear. (laughs) I was hoping for a better year. (laughs) There's still unanswered questions about that. (laughs) Tell me about it. You had mentioned uh, when we weren't recording that Starbucks and Buffalo had unionized. Yes. And, of course, unions have always been sort of a left-wing thing. Yep. However, there's some people who have pointed out and said, listen, corporations hate right-wingers, hate conservatives. Yeah, they do. The media hates conservatives. Yes. Big tech, of course, hates conservatives. Oh, yeah. So if you're the Republicans and you want to grow the party, it would seem natural that in recognizing that big business is not your friend, like why wouldn't we be supportive of private sector unions? Like why would we? Why would we want to be supportive of Starbucks Corporation? Starbucks hates us. 
So the idea is that private sector unions we should get behind. Maybe not public sector, because forget that, but private sector. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. No, I, I was very happy. To, <laughs> I Because I, I, I have to say, I, Starbucks makes a delicious product. I do like, like their <laughs> coffee. But, um, yeah, I mean, the... the Starbucks, the executives, the corporation hates people like us. That's right. They hate our values. And I was thrilled, <laughs> a big F you, when, uh, yeah, when they voted to unionize. I, yeah. I'm glad that they're going to have to see the tough side of being a liberal. <laughs> There's a price to pay. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I love that idea. Um and hey, Trump, Pete, he he, uh, he got some union uh, right. support. That's right. Not a, not a ton, but definitely more than what mm-hmm. most Republicans get. <laughs> no, yeah, it's <laughs> not much. Yeah, well, yeah, Mitt Romney didn't get too much support, so. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Garrick. Well, that I think might wrap it up for us. Uh, first one of twenty twenty two. And this is election year, 11 months away. Yeah, yeah, hopefully uh, we get a little bit of stability. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, Joe Manchin, it's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something if Joe Manchin ran for president and won, or Joe Manchin just running for president. So. Yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> I mean, he's old, but he's not as old as... <laughs> <laughs> what we've been seeing lately. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty young guy. But... So, yeah, so. All right. Oh. Oh, yep, go ahead. Who do you think... I, I assume that we're going to start to see some people talk about running for president. Yes. <laughs> at the end of this year. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Peter K.K. Boudicchi. Yeah. Now, this is going to be interesting. Right. I assume that Trump will run. Right. And we'll announce it at the end of this year. Right. Do you think, A, do you think that uh, any other Republican will challenge him? You know, like a real, right. not, not like a... Mitt Romney, okay, I just want right, to right, right. be a bullshit person. Yeah. Um, like a DeSantis or something, or Cruz. And then on the Democrat side, I mean, this is just going to be very interesting to see how they try <laughs> yeah. to pivot. it. And I guess what I really want to know is, do you think that Hillary Clinton... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as our good friend Dick Morris would say, Hillary's not going to stop running until she's six feet under. So. <laughs> So yes, Hillary Clinton, I mean, who knows for sure if she actually announces, but as, if Hillary Clinton was in the living room right now with us, she's absolutely thinking about running for president. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she wants to do it. Um, and you know, the other name that hasn't popped up, but I think that it should, is AOC. Hmm. She'll be 35, she'll be legally able to run, and Bernie Sanders I don't think is going to run. <laughs> He's too old. And why wouldn't AOC? She's the darling of the left. Um, She'd be the most attractive president. Well, by far. Yeah. <laughs> um, you say that she was talking about Republicans. Yeah, uh, we should talk about that first. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, so AOC, of course, the congresswoman from the Bronx, she's like the rest of the Democrats, you know, saying how horrible Florida is and DeSantis is killing people. And <laughs> then she goes to Miami for vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great place to be. Yeah. <laughs> With her pasty, fat, white boyfriend. Yeah, I know. How do you like that? <laughs> well, she likes, she likes that white cock, I guess, but... Yeah. <laughs> All these people, they really like Don Lemon has a white husband. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all these people, they they talk about how much they hate white people, man. That's, yeah. that's what they got going on in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's, of course, criticized harshly on social media. Like, you fraud. Like, you're claiming how horrible COVID is, and New York is a disaster as it usually is, but I'll oh, just go to Florida. Yeah. Of all places, Florida, too. Uh, <laughs> that's like Nancy Pelosi buying a house yeah. in Florida. Yeah. But then on Twitter, her comeback is that the reason she's being criticized is because Republican men are sexually frustrated because they all want to date her and have sex with her. And that's why she gets criticized. I mean, <laughs> she's very attractive, but... But it's like, we're criticized... <laughs> We're criticizing you for going to Florida because we can't have sex with you? Like, why? <laughs> We're criticizing you because you're a fraud. That's why. Yeah. And, and you, we hate your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... She, she's really something, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, I guess the Republicans that aren't sexually frustrated are at the Lincoln Project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're... Hanging out with Bill Crystal probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I expect AOC to run. I expect Hillary certainly to think about running. Uh, Kamala Harris is going to run. I think Buttigieg will run. I can't imagine they drink, you know, bring Biden back out there. But well, who knows? Yeah. He made it through twenty one, and I didn't think he would. Um. On the Republican side, I mean, if Trump runs, there's not going to be anybody serious going against him. Maybe yeah. Larry Hogan, <laughs> uh, <laughs> possibly Liz Cheney. Oh god, yeah. Maybe um, I, I suppose Chris Christie, but they're supposed to be friends, so I don't know. If yeah. Trump doesn't run, then I think it's going to be a huge field again. But yeah, yeah, I can't. Uh, but, yeah, I can't imagine he wouldn't unless there was, like, a medical reason. Right. Or this whole vaccine thing, he doesn't wake the fuck up. But Well, that's kind of what I'm wondering, is that <laughs> they, if he doesn't get wise to this whole thing, uh, yeah. you know, he's still pushing the vaccine, but that leaves a whole, yeah. a whole vacuum on his right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be interesting to see if anyone could capitalize on it. Of course, you know, Trump brings me back to 2015. He's going to blow up our side instead of blowing up the enemy. So it's like, I may as well just let him have his day. (laughs) Just let Donald be Donald. Yeah. By the way, he was a big wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had a lot of WrestleManias. Yeah. (laughs) He's in the Celebrity WWE Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I wonder if he ever was backstage trying to have sex with some of the like sensational Sherry and Miss Elizabeth. 
Uh, I, I could see Miss Elizabeth sensational as Sherry. I think that's a little bit too dirty for him. <laughs> you know, she's a disgusting human being. <laughs> you know, I invited Elizabeth back to my room. Randy wouldn't have any part of it. <laughs> instead, his brother came there instead. <laughs> <laughs> and you should see his party. <laughs> Lanny Poffo, disgusting guy. Big dick, but a disgusting guy. <laughs> yeah. He is a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So those of you listening, you don't know about Lanny Poffo, go to YouTube, Lanny Poffo party trick. You'll be impressed. So. Yeah. He puts his dick in his mouth, apparently. <laughs> he claims to. We don't see it. The only penis I've had in my mouth is my own. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Although I guess it's better than other people's penises. So. <laughs> I guess if there has to be one in your mouth, you'd probably want it to be your own. Yeah. Oh, I am so far from being able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just abdominal, you know, bulkiness. That's all. It's not the only thing. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. On that note, we went at 41 minutes. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think on Rumble Parlor. And uh, we'll be happy to get your feedback, answer your questions. Sorry, one more thing. Uh, January 6th. Oh, that's right. It's coming up. Yeah. And Robert Malone talked about on January 23rd, there's going to be a uh, a protest in D.C. uh, for anti-mandates. I think it's um, something about against Americans against mandates dc.com something like that okay um, and so I was like oh boy that would be kind of fun to go to and then I remember that I wanted to go to the January 6th <laughs> thing and yeah, see so yeah, how that turned out so <laughs> don't pay attention to the news on uh, January 6th even to make it even more uh, wild on January 6th uh, there's a right-wing organization that's going to hold a vigil for the political prisoners oh. in D.C. outside of the prison. It's like they've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can host your own vigil in your own neighborhood. Yeah, I might do it in my own house, but that's <laughs> yeah. it. They'll light a candle on January 6th. Yeah. So, that's going to suck, though. The news media is just going to go nuts with that. Yeah. It's going to not follow the news for a couple days yeah that's what i would recommend yeah (laughs) so (laughs) all right folks we'll see you next time